This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. Follow the show on social media, subscribe to the newsletter, and watch the show live on YouTube. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. So before we get into the topic today, um, I have a couple of announcements. I will not have a shop update probably until December. Um, I am doing a uh, craft fair at the end of November, November 29th. So everything that I have made since my last shop update is going towards the craft fair first. Then I will probably have a humongous sale in December with anything that I have left uh, from the craft fair. Um, also, this is a live stream. I have my chat open over here. So, um, if you have any questions, comments, whatever, during the live stream and you're watching it live, feel free to leave them over there. I will check that at the end of the stream and answer whatever questions I can. Um, also, don't forget to follow the links in the description Below for podcast listeners, follow the links in the show notes if you want to help support the show, uh, patreon.com slash roundthecauldron, and you can help support the show for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. Um, that includes any episodes, um, pre-recorded episodes and videos before they go live on the podcast and on YouTube, any um, book excerpts that I'm writing... Uh, depending on the tier, you can actually get um, copies of my unedited versions of the books that I'm writing. I've got some up there right now, I think. I have to check. Um, but that just depends on the tier that you decide to join. So if you do decide to do that and you have a dollar to spare, head over to patreon.com slash roundthecauldron and help me out. I do have to um, renew my domain name coming in uh, December, so that would be really helpful. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's hop into the topic. The topic started out as an article that I actually wrote for a client about dating a non-pagan, but I was thinking about it this morning as I was uh, coming home from chess club, because um, I volunteer at chess club with my daughter. Um, I was thinking about it, and then in the midst of cleaning up a little bit before doing this. All relationships are impacted by your faith and your religion, not just romantic ones. So I wanted to go a little further with it so we can do that. So I have some questions. I got some notes here about things to consider as far as dating a non-pagan. Um, but like I said, I want to take it a little further. Um, so you really need to understand like what is your 
partner's faith? Well, first, obviously, you need to understand your own faith because if you can't explain your faith and your religion and your beliefs, how do you expect someone else to be able to understand it and ask questions? If you can't answer those questions, you might need to take a step back and really formulate your thoughts first. Um, This is where it helps to have a book of shadows or some sort of journal or book of mirrors. Um, That way you can refer to that if you're like me and you can't really put your thoughts into words easily. (laughs) I I write a lot better than I speak. Um, But hey, you know, I decided to do a podcast and a YouTube channel. Um, I write a lot better than I speak. So that is something that would be helpful for you when you're presented with somebody that's asking you questions. Um, but once you understand your own faith and you can formulate that into words, you really need to have a discussion with your partner, your, your romantic relationships about their faith and how their faith can play in with yours. Because religion really colors your vision. Everything that you do is going, you're going to look through it. um, You're going to look at everything you do through the lens of your faith. And that's going to be true for you. It's also going to be true for your partner, your friends, your family, everybody that you encounter their beliefs, no matter what they are, color their vision of the world. So um, if you have a partner and um, you guys are working together to figure out how you're going to approach life together with your faith, you need to have a serious conversation about it. Um, So we'll take, I'll use myself as an example. I am obviously a pagan. Um, My boyfriend is not. He is more of an agnostic, I would say. Um, He has told me before that if he was to follow a religion in the future, it would probably be some sort of pagan religion. But he is agnostic. And we really have to sit down and discuss some things sometimes um, and make decisions together and really communicate. So that's going to be the basis of dating a non-pagan is communication. Um, You have to be able to be open and honest with your partner um, about how you view the world and the things that you believe. So like with um, my daughter, she's, so she's, she's six right? Yeah, she's six. (laughs) And she's expressed some interest in learning about my faith and the different things that I do. Um, But she's still only six. So I'll answer her questions. But my boyfriend and I have talked about it. And we, since we both have differing belief systems, he doesn't really believe in a higher power. I do. Um, We've decided to approach the religious education of our child on her terms. Um, I don't teach her unless she asks me questions. And then I'm completely honest with her. And then I ask her her opinion. So um, back to 
the topic of dating while pagan or dating a non-pagan, these are things that if you're not considering now, you're going to have to consider in the future if you plan on having children. Um, you also want to think about, um, is safety, is safety a concern? Um, so like, I'm fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have an understanding family. I'm fortunate enough to have a very open-minded family. I'm also fortunate enough that my boyfriend's family is just the same. However, not everybody is that lucky and depending on who you live with and what area of the world you live in, um, it might not be something that you can talk openly about with someone other than your partner. So you guys really need to be on the same page there as well. Um, if you're... Um, lost my train of thought. Um... If you and your partner agree to keep your faith between the relationship, to keep your faith within the relationship, then that is something that needs to be adhered to no, for whatever your reasoning is. Um, and I think it's important to get in a relationship with someone that's not going to judge you for your beliefs. Um, I know that when my boyfriend and I first got together, I actually hid a lot of my beliefs from him. And he found a book, probably a... Actually, you know, I don't think it was Scott Cunningham. I think it was... Um, oh, Dorothy... I think it's Dorothy Morrison's book, uh, The Craft, A Witch's Book of Shadows, and my journal... And then he was just like, why are you, why are you hiding this? You don't need to hide this from me. I don't care what you do. You know, you believe what you believe. And that really opened a lot of doors for me in terms of communication in our relationship. Because now anytime we go on really long trips or we're in the car for any length of time, this seems to happen a lot when we road trip and we're driving at night. We actually get into these huge philosophical and theological discussions about my beliefs and his beliefs and how we view the world. Um, but being able to communicate free of the fear of judgment, um, that's a very, very important aspect, in my opinion, of being able to date or be in a relationship which be in a relationship with someone that is not of the same faith as you. Um, and along along the terms of the things that you're going to have to think about is, um, like, how are you going to celebrate holidays? How are you going to approach the situations that turn out to be different? So I celebrate both Christmas and Yule. Christmas for us here is more of a secular holiday. Um, but maybe for your partner, their their holiday is not secular and it's very religious. Um, you need to be able to, again, openly communicate how you feel and what you believe and how you think it is best to approach that situation. Um, and 
it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because I think I did some research at one point and I think the percentage of people in the whole world in 2017 that followed um, a religion categorized as other or a religion categorized as a folk 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 religion <laughs> um, was less than 10 percent. And out of 7 billion people on this planet, 10% is nothing. So the chances of you finding someone in your area, unless you're part of your larger pagan community that has the same beliefs as you, is going to be slim. So it can be really hard, especially if being with someone of the same faith is important to you. Um, I know there are some Christian faiths and some other Abrahamic faiths that do not allow dating outside of the religion and culture. Um, I'm not sure if there are any pagan faiths like that. There probably used to be, um, but now I don't think it would be like that because we're few and far between. Um, but... I lost my train of thought again! Hello to whoever is watching. <laughs> um, so I guess we could turn it around a little bit and talk about uh, other forms of relationships and being a pagan in like friendships and family. Because if you're going to have an honest friendship or an honest relationship with your family, you're going to have to think about these things too. Um, so... I have a couple of pagan friends. My sister-in-law is actually pagan. Um, I don't know if she ascribes herself to Wicca anymore, but she is pagan. My brother is pagan. My sister is Wiccan. And I have some friends in uh, other parts of the country and world who are pagan. And we... I find that we have a better ability to communicate um, just because of the way that our faiths work. Uh, we are normally asked a lot of questions whenever someone is like, oh, you're a pagan, how does that work? Or, oh, you are a witch and you believe in magic and spells and are you sure you're not crazy? You know, we we get a lot of questions like that when we meet someone new who finds out about our faith or when we introduce ourselves like that. Um, so having that open form of communication and an understanding of our faith is normally something that I have found is really important to most of us. Um... And that, that goes for friendships, family, um, any other platonic relationships, coworkers, everything like that. Um, so when you are dating somebody who is a non-pagan or you're friends with someone who is a non-pagan, you also are going to need to have an understanding perspective or an open mind. So just like you would expect them to have an open mind when you're discussing your faith or something that you believe in, you need to have an open mind for that person as well if you want there to be mutual respect and understanding between 
the two of you or between whoever. You can't just expect to come out and say, yes, I believe magic and spells work and energy manipulation is a thing, but no, I don't believe that your prophet was able to walk on water and give someone the power to split a sea in half. You have to have a mutual respect in order to get along well um, in those relationships, and it's just a good skill to have in general. Um, I don't really know how much else I can say, or what, how much else I can say about this topic. Um, it just comes down to communication and um, respect, kindness, and just being a good person, I guess. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Let me think for a minute. What else? I guess I can talk about... So, my Nana is a Christian woman. And she's never really understood the way that I believe. And I know we talk, I know we're talking about dating a non-pagan, but I have a pretty awesome relationship when it comes to that. So I don't really have any examples of things that are bad or like bad experiences when it comes to dating a non-pagan. I've generally had really good luck in my relationships in that aspect. Um, but my current boyfriend and I have been together for, it'll be 11 years this month. Um, so most of the experiences that I have come from different platonic relationships or familial relationships. Um, my Nana, the last time, one of the last times that she was up here visiting, because she doesn't live here, um, we actually had a conversation and she's asking me questions, you know, do you believe in heaven? Do, like, what is, who is your God? And who is your higher power? And it was one of those times that I was able to figure out how to speak clearly and concisely um, to explain my beliefs to someone else who doesn't hold the same beliefs that I do. Um, because honestly, before that, I didn't really speak about my beliefs, not out loud at least. So saying these things out loud that yes, I believe in magic, yes, I believe in spells, and I practice witchcraft, and I am a witch, <laughs> those words have always sounded funny in my mouth because it's not always something that I said out loud. So that's, you know, that's something else that you can do in the communication aspect is if you don't communicate about your beliefs often, practice saying it out loud to yourself. You know, if you don't say it out loud to yourself, how do you, how are you going to expect to say it to someone else? If you feel silly saying, I am a witch, how are you going to say it to someone else and have them take you seriously? Uh, that's, that, I think that's something important to practice. Um, and I, you know, I even do that with my spell work. It took me a long time to be able to say my spells out loud because I felt silly talking to myself. 
But here I am able to speak into a microphone and a webcam now, essentially talking to whoever is going to be watching the video or whoever watches the video live or listens to the podcast later. Um, communication, I, communication, communication, communication. That's all I got to say right now. Uh, communication and respect. Those, those are the two very important things when it comes to relationships and religion. And I think if you can't talk about it with your partner or with whoever it is, with your friend, with your family, then something's got to give, um, especially if it's with your partner or your friend, because those are people that you choose to have in your life. So if you can't speak to your partner or your or your friend without a fear of judgment or without anxiety that they're going to hate you or think you're crazy, you might need to reevaluate your choices in partners and friends. I know at first it can be scary to talk about something this big, um, especially when a lot of people think that witchcraft and paganism are sort of on the fringe and not everybody understands it. But you should be able to speak openly with your friends and your partner about your faith and what you believe. Now, that's, that doesn't necessarily mean bring up religion on the first date if you are not currently in a relationship. Um, not unless it's something that important to you. Um, but I would imagine that if you are going on a first date, you've probably been speaking prior and... If it was that important, you would have brought it up before. Um, I don't rec I don't recommend going in a, on a first date and saying, Hi, my name is blah, 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 and I'm a witch. I don't recommend doing that. Um, but you eventually, you're going to need to bring it up if you want to be able to live in open um, and live open and honestly with yourself. And depending on your gods and your pantheon and whomever you may worship, it might be something that is required of you. So that's something else to think about. Um, as far as family goes, honestly, sometimes you can't talk to your family about your beliefs, um, especially if you live in the same house with them and you don't feel safe doing so. Um, but that's just something that you're going to have to pick and choose and discern for yourself. Use your common sense, use your intuition, and decide from there whether whether or not you talking about your religion is going to be something that is going to be dangerous or contentious or start an argument or something in your family or your household. Your family is not someone that you choose to have around you, so it needs to be approached a little differently. Um, but like I said, whenever you have the opportunity to communicate openly, that's going to be your first thing. Um, figure out the things that are important to you. Is it important that you celebrate your holidays? Is it important if your partner is of the same faith as you? Uh, is teaching your child your religion important to you? And really have those discussions with your partner. Um, and then go from there. So, yeah. 
Um, there's no questions in the live stream, so I will just say really quick for podcast listeners, if you want to partake in the live stream and you want to have the opportunity to ask questions and get answers right away, I would recommend subscribing to me on YouTube. That link is going to be in the description and in the show notes. Um, and I'm going to try to set up a schedule for the live streams probably every Wednesday, give or take, um, around the same time. We'll see. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully as things go on, I will get better at this live streaming thing. I know I was a little late because YouTube decided YouTube decided that it didn't want to let me go live, um, but I fixed it, and yeah. So, sorry, my ferret is in the background making a bunch of noise. Um, so anyways, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments below. Um, send me an email, follow the show on social media, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.